0: afternoon, good night, everyone. Welcome to the Bread and Wine Podcast. Welcome, Bread family. And yes, I say family uh, because we genuinely consider you family, family in Christ, part of the family of God. Uh, and we just want to thank you for listening, and we want to thank God that he has been able to minister to you through these podcasts. So thank you for coming back for yet another episode um, in which I'll introduce uh, my partner and my brother, Carl. Uh, to tell you what we're talking about today.
1: Hallelujah. Yeah. Wow, man, that's a big title. Partner and what was the other one? Brother. Brother. Hallelujah. Amen. I say yes to both of those. Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to talk to you guys today about um, discipline and becoming more disciplined in our relationships with the Lord and uh, learning what that looks like and applying these disciplines, not for the sake of religious duty or for the sake of striving in order to be loved by God, but instead um, letting these things flow from a place of intimacy with the Lord and because of our love for God. And um, yeah, so we, we kind of just want to talk to you guys about those, those things today. And um, I'm going to start off with this verse in Romans 8, 6. It says that the mindset of the flesh is death. But the mindset of the spirit is life in and peace. And, and, and the reason I feel like this scripture is so valuable for this topic is because we have to continually keep our mindset on the spirit, not on the flesh, because the mindset of the flesh is death. And there's this other verse that's really complimentary in Galatians 5:16 through 18 that says, But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Hallelujah. So the reason I opened up with these two verses is because for me personally, in my, my um, walk with the Lord and in, in becoming more disciplined for the sake of um, knowing him, <coughs> What were you saying, Seth, about um, the things that you're disciplined in kind of show the things that are most important to you?
0: Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly right. Uh, you, the, what, whatever you discipline in your life, um, it could be Sunday night football for us guys out there. I'm never going to miss Sunday night football. That must be really important to you. Or maybe it's working out. You're very disciplined, and you say, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm working out. doesn't matter what's going on. I'm making time to work out. That is very important to you. Or, or maybe it's my wife. Like, I'm going to do a, a date night with my wife every week. She must be very important to you. Um, but the things that you're disciplined in, show me what's important to you. If, if you say, yeah, I'm, I'm disciplined in my – I, I want to be better at something in, in my sleep. I want to go to bed at 11 p.m. every night. But I see you going to bed at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., uh, playing video games all night. that tells me, oh, you don't, getting sleep really isn't that important to you. Playing video games is more important to you. And so we do that a lot with God. We say, God's really important to me, or my relationship with Jesus is really important to me. Well, are you being disciplined in your life to show me or to show yourself, to show everybody, to show him that he actually is important to you? Or are you just saying and speaking with your lips and not actually showing up with action?
1: Right, 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 right. And so the reason the reason this is so important what Seth is talking about is because when we make God's presence in our lives and knowing God and our relationship with God the most important thing we choose to do things that um, line up with that. If we profess that He is Lord, if we profess and confess that Jesus is Lord of our life and that He's our one thing, that He's our most the most important thing of our lives, then. Because of that reality, these disciplines will follow that um, proclamation, basically. Yep. And so I just wanted to share um, a quick personal testimony of when I first first started encountering the Lord. Um, I just remember being in um, at this ministry, S2L, that I was serving at um, for the last few years, but is also exactly where I found freedom. Hallelujah! From so many things. Um, bulimia. Um, depression, hopelessness, drug addiction, depression, like so many things God set me free from. And it was because I encountered his presence. I encountered the manifest presence of God. Um, I love how um, David says, taste and see um, that the Lord is good, because it's true that we can taste and see. We can encounter the living God. He's not a God who's far off, but he's a God who wants us to encounter him. And so I began to encounter him at that place Um, that was just covered in prayer and anointed for, um, proclaiming liberty to the captives and freedom to those who are bound. Like we read about in Isaiah 61. And I really believe there's a huge outpouring of Isaiah 61 coming on the body right now, by the way, hallelujah. Um, also I, I, I began to encounter him and, um, I didn't have a cell phone when I first started encountering him, okay? So just to give you context, I'm in this this rehab, and I don't have a cell phone, and I'm completely shut off from the outside world, and so all these fleshly pleasures and fleshly desires that were satisfying me before I came to this place were just taken from me. They were gone. All of a sudden, they were just, I didn't have access to these things, you know, and um, I started to hear the word of God, and it says that faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So my faith was increasing, which is why it's so important to continually feed ourselves the word of God and to be around brothers. Like that's why Seth is so important to me, among many other things, and 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 Derek, and all these people at the bread and this family that God's given us here. I hear the word of the Lord through all these people that God's put in my life now, and it increases my faith. So that's where what was happening. Um, For me was I was hearing the word of God my faith is increasing and all these awesome things I'm encountering the presence of God and I realized that it was the most important thing and the most beautiful and the most precious thing I had ever encountered because all of a sudden I'm crying because I'm experiencing the love of God and he's pouring his spirit out on me and so I, I go through this time of just really consecrated like moments every day all day i'm just consecrated unto him i'm just reading my word i'm worshiping i'm praying around other people who are doing the same thing like-minded people and i get my cell phone back when i started interning there to serve and what i experienced was now i've got my phone back huh now i've got social media back now i've got these pictures from my old past life before i was following the lord now i've got access to pornography now i've got all this stuff right and I remember the first time that I fell after getting my phone back and I watched porn and it was like devastating. I felt I felt so, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, just dirty and I felt unclean. It felt like there was this gap between me and the Lord. And I know that that wasn't true, that he was with me in that. However, it felt that way. Like, where are you God? Like, I love your presence. I'm so accustomed to walking and, and moving in your presence by your spirit that now that I've chosen to gratify this desire of my flesh, it was like, whoa, this is not it. However, I lacked discipline. I would get on my phone, and I would, I was, I was scrolling through dating apps back then. I was um, on social media. I was watching YouTube videos. I was doing all these things that were satisfying my flesh that I didn't even realize was a big deal until all of a sudden now I feel disconnected from the presence of God. I'm like, what's going on here, you know? And so for me, I didn't have this radical deliverance um, immediately in that moment where I was like, Lord, like, I don't want to watch porn anymore. Please help me take this away from me. I did say that, but it wasn't like I said that. And then all of a sudden it was gone. It required Mm. this discipline to be formed. Right. So so for me, that took um, like, honestly, like I remember the Holy Spirit said, hey, delete that dating app that that's just feeding this like mental process of desiring a woman why don't you go ahead and cut that out? And I will never forget the first time I did that because it literally felt like I was cutting a piece of myself off. It was like I had to be disciplined to say, yes, father, I will cut this thing off. That is taking my gaze because now I'm able to see that you are the most precious thing that I've ever seen, heard, felt or encountered. And so that's kind of where that started. And then it progressed. But,
0: um, amen. Yeah, and what I love from that is that you identified what was most important to you. Um, Jesus was most important to you, and what what is keeping me from being closer to Jesus? This is keeping me from being closer to Jesus. So, because He is the most important, I will discipline. I will bring my body. I will bring my cell phone. I will bring everything under my strict disciplinary care to make sure that I'm not missing that because He is the most important. Amen. Um, so there's there's things in life that we have creep up on us sometimes. Maybe they're things from the past or whatever, but there's so many things that are vying for our attention. They're vying for our space. They're vying to control us, right? So the question that I think we all need to ask ourselves in life, um, and this, this is not just one time. This is like daily. This is weekly. What is driving my decisions? What truly drives my life? Think, think about it right now. Just take a moment. Who or what mm. is driving your life? Mm. Why, why do you make the choices you make? Is it because you want to be famous? And everything you do is to be famous? Is it because you want to be liked or loved by everybody? You know, I, I was watching the, the new Elvis thing, uh, the new Elvis movie Haven't the other day. It? And it was interesting. The Lord was speaking to me through it. Um, it was really sad, actually. It, But, the, this, you know, I don't know Elvis personally. <laughs> I didn't know his family personally. But the way the movie portrayed him was that, essentially, fame was the most important thing to him. Being liked and loved by his wow. audience was the most important thing to him. And so there's, there becomes a, a breaking point, a tipping point in his life with his wife and kid. And his wife basically comes to him and says, like, do you love me more than you love that? Wow. And he says no. like he would he would rather be liked and loved by his fans than than be with his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- I think that's a big one. <laughs> would you rather be loved and liked by people? Yeah, and does that drive every decision that you make? um you can you can go endlessly on this. Your mom and dad's ideal picture of who you are, of who you should be, is that what's driving you? Is that what's driving your decisions? Or even your own ideation of what you think you should be, or what you think you should become, is that driving you? But really, discipline is saying no to all the things that are trying to, to drive you, that are trying to control you, that are trying to, to wow. vie for your attention. Discipline is saying Jesus gets to decide where this thing goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to discipline myself, discipline my body. I'm going to say no. I'm going to sacrifice all these things that are trying to get my attention. And I'm going to discipline my body and say, Jesus, what are you leading me to? You are my most important prize and treasure. I care most about your opinion. I care most about your guidance. Would you be my guide? Would you be my portion? And so everything else does not even come close to the importance of him and of where he's leading you uh and this is a a daily a daily a daily dive Mm -hmm. (laughs) a daily uh, separation that we have to do there's something vying for my attention over here hold on a second jesus Mm. (laughs) oh something came up hold on a second jesus before i step into that hold on jesus Mm. and so discipline is so, so important. Um, Carl, maybe we should talk a little bit about how we have been, how our journey of discipline has kind of taken place as we've come to, to know the Lord better and step into a relationship with him more. How important has discipline been in your relationship with him?
1: Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been absolutely, um, central. And I do want to finish off just by saying, um, that through that discipline that I was talking about, um, with with um, denying myself of, of, of all these other things that were like you were saying vying for my attention and back then it was like back then when in the sense of when I was talking about my testimony of, of being delivered from pornography, it was it was people vying for my attention, relationships vying for my attention, my own fleshly desires vying for my attention. Um yeah, anyway, um when you were talking, I just remember hearing Galatians one ten uh, when Paul says, um, basically he doesn't live for um, to please man, and if he did, he wouldn't be a bond servant of Jesus Christ, um, and that's an area that I have had to die to in my life a big in a big way. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, learning discipline in my life with with Jesus recently, man, has has really just looked like. Um, I feel like my word for 2023 that he's given to me is just like really work hard, like worship me by working hard, worship me by giving me your whole day, worship me by getting up early and spending time with me before you go to work, worship me through how you're working, right? Do everything unto the Lord. And so right now for me, that's really been my focus and, and being more disciplined in that. And, um, It's actually been like one of the most amazing things I've ever experienced with God. Um, It's been it's been really hard to all of a sudden because because before I had a really spontaneous schedule where I would wake up when I'd wake up, you know, I would I would spend time with the Lord and I just had this freedom and this liberty to just kind of like like live a John 3, 8 lifestyle every day. And, And I do believe that that's that's something that always remains that we do that we're 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 sons of god led by the spirit of god and and so um just as as the wind blows to and fro you do not know where it comes from or where it goes so it is with everyone born of the spirit um that element is is still true and remains on my life it's just that he's asking me to be more disciplined and refine like my schedule, to refine my focus, to refine my attention. If I want to focus on discipleship this year and making disciples, I have to make time to spend um, cultivating relationships with people that are going to um, 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 help me reach that goal that God's given me. And so discipline for me right now looks like saying no to a lot of things that I used to just say yes to all the time. And it's not even bad things, right? It's not like going to a, 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 a three hour worship event, um, you know, on this day of the week and then going to this big worship event and that worship, like I was always, always just, um, I was, I was, I was in this chapter where I was going to a lot of events and spending a lot of time and, um, just chasing after God like that. And, um, just this chapter looks different, man. It's, it's like I have to say no to a lot of these things and events and um, even desires um, that are good desires of my heart. Because right now he's asking me to be disciplined in saying yes to the things that are getting me towards the goals and the desires that he and I have worked out together for this next year so that I can be the man of God that he's called me to be and mm-hmm. maturing me and teaching me through discipline that this is, you know, this is how I thank the Lord. Yeah. is through saying yes to being more disciplined and um, saying yes to denying um, certain things that don't align with the vision that he's given me. Yeah.
0: yeah, and that's a really good point because not everyone's disciplines will look the same. And I used to do this as a young Christian. I would see somebody talk about, maybe it was this really awesome uh, minister or preacher I really admired, and they would say, yeah, you know, I spend... X, x amount of hours with Jesus, x amount of times in prayer per day. And and I would immediately think about that and I'll say, "Oh, wow, I'm not doing that." So, I must I must not be as close to God as them, or I must not be as um, right with God as them or as powerful as them. And so then I would say, "I need to do that." So, I you know, I'm going to spend x amount of hours. I'm going to pray this much because they're doing that and I really admire them, so I'm going to be like them. No. Don't do that to yourself. I'll say right now. Do not do that to yourself. Your discipline with the Lord is uniquely to you, is unique to you. Um, That's good. And so I'll read this uh, scripture real quick and share a little bit about my story on on discipline. Um, This is Paul in 1 Corinthians 9. He says, Don't you know that runners in a stadium race but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way to win the prize. Everyone who competes exercises self-control in everything. They do it to receive a perishable crown, but we an imperishable crown. So I don't run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beating the air. Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control so that after preaching to others, I myself will not will not be disqualified. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't know me, I, I was a uh, Division I college track athlete. I walked on. I wasn't like crazy or anything, but I made it. And I. If you don't know anything about track, uh, it is a it is probably I, I was I've played you know any sport in the book, it is probably the most physically demanding sport of them all, because you have to push your body to its absolute outer limits um, to to get faster, uh, to get better. You are pushing your body to as hard as it can go. Um, is you know at least running, it's not it. There's skill to it, but at the end of the day, it's like how fast can you go? how hard can you exert yourself how how much can you give um, in practice and so I would have to um, you know wake up at a certain time every morning and eat the same thing pretty much every morning Um, eggs and oatmeal was my thing I'm sick of eggs and oatmeal for a while but (laughs) I can eat it now Uh, and then we'd have practice you know probably three or four hours a day and I'd have to practice, and then after practice, I'd have to rehab. So you're, you're getting in the Normatec, or you're getting in the ice bath, or you're getting a massage, or you're getting therapy. Um, and if you don't do that, you'll pull a hammy the next day, right? I pulled, I pulled several hammies. <laughs> I wasn't as disciplined as I should have. Um, and then you got to work out, right? After practice, you got to work out. And then you get home and you got to eat. You got to get a protein shake because wow. you got to replenish your calories or you'll be right. depleted tomorrow. And then you got to drink a bunch of water all day, every day. You got to be drinking water because your body has to have a lot of water to actually do this so or you would get dehydrated. And then you got to go to the chiropractor sometimes because you, your body gets out of whack. And then you got to do your homework. So, like, there was so much discipline that I had to learn to be the best athlete that I could be. And, like Paul says, it was to receive an imperishable, uh, a perishable crown the Lord told me through that, like this discipline you're learning and track, you're going to apply to me. You're going to apply to me. And so I started going, okay, how does this work? Um, and he said, I want you to wake up at a certain time and I want you to spend an X amount of hours with me uh, instead of, you know, Partaking in this, I want you to come home and be with me. Or instead of doing this, I want you to do that. Come on. And, and it was like a trading off. like Because in track, I had to trade, oh, I'm not going to eat this donut. Instead, I'm going to eat this eggs and oatmeal. And there was a trade-off there. That had, had to be disciplined. I would go out to dinner with people, and they'd be eating all this fried chicken and all these fries and chili cheese tots and whatever. And I'm over <laughs> here with like... A grilled chicken breast and white rice, <laughs> bland. But I did it so I could win a prize. And so, uh, for me, it it was just this grinding session of like, ah, oh, my body wants to eat this, my body wants to stay up late, or my body wants to to drink this, and it's like, no, there's something more important to me. Um, I'm gonna discipline my body. And bring it under strict control so that yeah. I won't be disqualified for the prize. Because now, you know, Jesus is my highest prize. And am I willing um, to bring myself under strict control to receive him as a prize? Even Paul said, I can preach to tons of people, but I don't want to be disqualified myself. So I'm going to be disciplined. Wow! I'm going to be disciplined. Wow, wow, wow. I'm not going to punch aimlessly. I have a purpose to my discipline. Just like we are saying.
1: Um. Wow.
0: Amen. But uh. Yeah. That. There comes a time in life where we make that choice, right? We make that choice. It's a conscious diso- decision every day, and it's easy to get caught in a rat race.
1: Hey. <laughs> what about a rat race, Carl? Hey, Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that rat race of life, um, Seth got a cool picture from the Lord. I'm going to let him share here in a little bit on that. Um, but, but I'll just say that I've, I've seen that I've seen people get stuck in that rat race. (coughs) Um, and I do remember, um, from an early age thinking to myself, like, I don't want that. I don't want to get stuck in this, um, rat race of life where I wake up every day unto making money unto having more things unto that And, and like being successful in a worldly um in a worldly way i remember from a very young age thinking like i'm i just don't desire that um and i'm really thankful to the lord for that and so because i recognize that those things couldn't satisfy me Um, I, I still, you know, I, I didn't really give my life to the Lord fully until I was like 28 years old. Um, I'm 31 now. So it's been, it's been a little over three years that I gave my life to him. But, but for those 28 years, it was just a nonstop rat race. It really was. It was, it was me seeking everything I could think of or that seemed to look appealing. Um, you know, in order to satisfy, I mean, that's what the rat race is. It's like, it's like, let's just like run through life and, and, and chase after money, chase after accomplishments, chase after success, chase after the world and the world will never satisfy us. That job won't ever satisfy you. That relationship won't ever satisfy you. That substance won't ever satisfy you. Like none of it will satisfy you. All of it is a rat race. Anything that we're chasing after besides the Lord you are in a rat race. If you are chasing after something more than you're chasing after God, you are stuck in a rat race. Period. There is no way getting around it. You can you can you can you can claim it to be other spiritual practices. You could claim it to be um, religious duty. You could claim it to be anything. If it's if it's more important to you than the Lord, like you're in a rat race. And I heard somebody say to me recently that all he wants is our heart. All he wants is our whole heart. He wants our hearts turned towards him. It's not like there's these things that we do in life. Like he doesn't want us to um, – he, he's he's less concerned with, like, all the things that we're doing. He wants us to be able to enjoy things. However, when those things that we're enjoying become more important than him, that's when he's like, hey, let's, like, be – let's, like, get disciplined in this area and, and let's say no to this thing so that we can make more room for – me and you you know um and so anyway this whole idea of of the rat race is is such um it's something i'm passionate about because i hate the rat race like i hate it (laughs) it sucks it's awful it's not good it's no bueno um seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you Matthew 6, 33, the Lord tells us this, and he meant it. He doesn't say, hey, seek ye first, like, your success in life. Seek ye first your own understanding. Seek ye yeah. first the plans that I have prepared. Like, seek him first. Seek him first, and everything else will be added unto you because he's your provider, and he will provide all of your needs, and you have to trust him. And, and that, that, those needs that I'm talking about can be and absolutely are emotional needs, mental needs, like physical needs. It's, it's, it's all these things. Um, and, and when we try to, to satisfy those needs and, 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 and find fulfillment in these other areas, we're stuck in a rat race. Mm -hmm. No bueno.
0: Yeah. No bueno. And the beautiful thing is if we discipline, um, if we truly discipline our lives to say, God is going to direct my life. He's going to guide it. He's going to move it to where it needs to go. Then he will show us what our lives need to look like. You know, there's some people out there uh, that God calls to be single and, you know, <laughs> live in their car and travel around and, and just jump around to different bodies and bless them, like, in immense ways. Uh, there's some people that, you know, God says, I want you to take you and your wife and go to uh, whatever country and minister there. And there's some people, like this is me, where he says, I want you to plant yourself here, and your main important goal and job is to be uh, the head of your household and to um, take care of your wife and to provide for your children, to raise your children, disciple your children, to love them, and to be a, a, a family man. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's going to be other things along the way that, but, but because I am disciplined, I, I can find out where he's leading me but if we're not disciplined and if we're not disciplined enough to seek the will of god for what he what where he's he's guiding our life then we're gonna look at somebody else's life and say their life looks pretty good they look like they know what they're doing let me move out there and i'll do what they're doing and there's no guidance we're not disciplined enough to even say god what what do you have for my life and we we miss it um but going back to the rat race thing if you don't know what a rat race is i looked it up (laughs) because i didn't know either <laughs> I'm like where's that? I use that all the time, but like, what does it actually come from? Well, there was it comes from an experiment where they put a piece of cheese uh, at the end of this maze, right? And there's two rats basically had to race to it, and by the end of the race, you know, whatever rat got it or you know whatever happened there, um, both of the rats had expended all their time, resources, and energy, their body, everything, for a piece of cheese that wasn't even big enough to make it worth it. And so that's really what this rat race of life is all about that the world tries to suck you into. Money, power, prestige, honor, glory, fame, all of it. Um, And if we let that control our life, you're truly expending all your resources, time, and energy on things that don't matter. And how pitiful would it be to live a life where every piece of extra space time energy you was wasted on stuff that didn't matter wasted in thin air boom boom and we don't want our life to be wasted what matters he matters what he wants you to do with your life matters your the desires he's placed in you that he wants to partner with you are what matters Will you be disciplined enough to seek those out and to follow through on those and to take the sacrifices it takes to do those things? Or will you be caught in the rat race? Hmm. Cheddar, by the way. Money. (laughs) It's not worth it. Come on. But also God's. God's plan for your life may be to be a very successful businessman and to make tons of money mm-hmm. and to bless so many ministries and people that need it. And But maybe he wants you to be poor and live in a shack, uh, <laughs> you know, and and you can be just as content. Paul said that whether I have little or much, I'm content in all things. Yeah, It's a secret to life, by the way. Not everyone knows this. In fact, most people don't know this. It's a secret shh
1: (laughs) amen yeah it's funny it's funny because when seth was um sharing that um that picture of the rat race with me and the two rats in the maze chasing after the cheese and um just the way that he was saying it how they exerted everything that they had they wasted everything that they had to chase after this you know cheese that didn't satisfy them I was catching a glimpse on the other side of of the equation too like um I, I was just picturing that that's honestly how we're called to chase after the lord like the lord is the righteous and satisfying rat race like he's not a rat race it's like um I, I don't know what the right phrase would be but he satisfies and he calls us to waste everything that we have exert all of our energy our effort our life our blood our thoughts everything to love the lord your god with all your heart and soul and mind and strength until we reach the prize that has been set out for us that's why we choose discipline so that we can get to the one that does satisfy he's not a worthless piece of cheese that doesn't satisfy us he is everything he's our life he is our breath he is our satisfaction he is everything to us he's our prize he's our bridegroom king he is our righteous king and everything is 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 from him through him and for him and he is the only one that can satisfy so like what a gift like I remember um, when I first started encountering the Lord, it's so funny how Seth called it the secret to life here. It's It's a secret to life. That's exactly what it felt like when I first started encountering Jesus. It was like, what is this? Like, this is literally the secret to life. This is so crazy. It's literally the secret to life. And it's so funny because it's all there right in front of us in his word. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life that no one comes to the father except by me and so it's funny how like it's so surprising when we experience that reality that he is our life he's our sustenance he's our everything and when he really becomes that it's it 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 for me was surprising and shocking like oh my gosh this is all true it's all real it's all real god is real you know um and just when you first start to experience that reality it's like you're lost for everything else like when, when he becomes your one thing, sign me up for, for, for the race that gets me to him, right? Like, sign me up for wasting everything that I have in order to get to the one who changed everything, the only one who satisfies, the only one who ever has, will, or can. Um, and, and, yeah, I just I just love how you said that. It's like it's a secret to life because <clears throat> it really is. Only he satisfies. And there's one more verse that, that I wanted to share that we were talking about at Rooted, um, Psalm 119.37. And to be honest, like this verse is the reason I feel that I'm choosing discipline. It, it, says, it says, turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. And so when we choose discipline, we're choosing to turn our eyes from worthless nonsense junk, like nonsense that doesn't satisfy us. And, and, and also we're, we're choosing to even to even like cut out complacency, to cut out distraction, to cut out um, even any satisfaction that gets in the way of more of him. It's all about him having more of him, knowing him more, seeking him more. This is where we find our satisfaction in this alone. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, we're getting close to finishing up. Um, but Carl, let's share <clears throat> if you want to. I, I want to share um, just a personal discipline that the Lord uh, has me on right now that way people can just see an example of what this could look like. Uh, so for me, uh, over the past shoot, I don't even know, I don't even know how many years it's been. Uh, but my life has essentially kind of looked like Carl's where. I I would wake up in the morning and I would get you know at least two, three, Four hours in mm-hmm. the presence of the Lord and worshiping him, reading the scriptures, praying, all that. I mean, sometimes just all day, you know. Um, but I'm at a stage and chapter of my life now where um, I have a wife. I just had a baby. Um, I've got, um, you know, bills to pay. I've got people to support. Uh, I've got a lot more on my plate. Um, and it's all from the Lord, right? But I've, I've had to change my discipline. Uh, and the Lord has asked me to change my time from being with him in the morning to at night. <laughs> and honestly, folks, that has been a very tough transition for me. And I have not done great at it. Um, it's just been a very hard thing because you get home and you're tired or, you know, you, you know, you got football on or, or the movie or your wife is making dinner. She wants you to make dinner and, you know, you get, got to take care of the kid. But it's like at some point. And this had to happen this week, I was like, okay, um, whatever it is, like, I'm going to at least spend an hour with the Lord tonight. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I'm going to miss out on that football game. I'm going to miss out on that new show. Now, even my my wife wants me to watch it with her. Like, yeah, I can watch it with you, but not right now. Mm-hmm. Not during this time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I can't. I This time is set apart for him. Right. Um, and it's it's been really... Difficult to transition to that because it isn't as long. It isn't as, uh, you know, maybe as much sustenance as I was used to getting, right. but it's forced me also to be more disciplined by being with the Lord throughout the day, too. And that's actually been, I actually feel like my regular life is much, living much more closely to the Lord than I was. Um, and so it's actually been a step up rather than a step down. Um, and so there, there will be disciplines that he gives you, uh, that it's it's just to go deeper, right? You're going deeper and higher and wider and farther. Yeah. So don't think of it as a, you know, a drop down, but just step up and uh, and maybe one day he'll say, you know, go back to the three hours in the morning, which would be awesome. <laughs> 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 but for now, this is where I'm at, and yeah. I praise God for for him having the grace and uh, for me having the ability to do that. Um, so th- that's one of mine right now, but,
1: oh, that's so good. And, and just real quick, um, everybody listening, just agree with me really quick for five seconds. Jesus, we just bless our wonderful brother, friend, and this leader of your body, Seth God. We just bless him in this transition, Lord God, that he would have grace to encounter you in the nighttime and that, Lord, it would be the most satisfying chapter that he's experienced with you yet. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Amen, bro. Thank you. <laughs> of
0: course. <laughs> of course. You're kind of going through a similar similar thing.
1: Yeah, I am. Yeah. And <clears throat> the reason I wanted to pray that is because I really believe he told me like very clearly that like he gives us the grace to walk in these new disciplines. Um, That's really good. It's it's definitely pr- re- rang true for me. So I just I just like to, I don't know, I have the faith to bless people with that, I feel like. And we all Amen. have that ability to bless each other. Like with when God has spoken something over our brothers or our sisters, like we have the ability to come into agreement with what the Lord has spoken over their lives and pray in agreement with that, you know? And so we all have that grace to do that. So hallelujah. But um, yeah, uh, I say that to say like the first week at work, um, I, I just started this new job and it's my first job in the secular space in, since 2017. Wow. Since 2017 because I was so far gone from anything pro- productive or anything anything good um, because of drug addiction and, and uh, life choices and, and just my testimony. But I, I say that to say that first week was really challenging. I was really, really, really sick, and I knew that the Lord had called me to be disciplined by getting up early and working hard and just doing everything unto Him, and He empowered me through that. And um, uh, I, I, I remember those 30-minute lunch breaks the first week. Um, I, um, hmm. I remember going out to my car on lunch, and... Way more important than physical, natural food was spiritual food to me because mm. I was so exhausted and I was so tired. Like physically, I felt sick. Like my body's achy. Like my head is pounding. I literally couldn't hear out of my right ear. And um, just that first week was like one of the sweetest weeks I've ever had with the Lord where wow. even I felt horrible. He was so, so close to me because he was right there like in my car waiting for me. And it was like the Lord was just saying like, hey, I just want you to know that Yes, I have called you to this. Yes, I have called you to where you're at. And here's how I'm proving it to you by, by you saying yes to being disciplined. And honestly, guys, for mm. me, it was literally just a heart turn where mm. I could feel the Lord for months and months and months before this saying, hey, I need you to be more disciplined in spending time with me um, throughout the day, like in my in, in, in my word. And um, that was just an area that I was lacking discipline in. And now it's, uh, it, it's something that's become literally my sustenance he's got me in psalm 119 every single morning right now i wake up at like five like right after five he's waking me up and i spend the first 30 minutes in bed or 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 in my room just talking to him and and just yeah just dialoguing with the lord and then i'll get to work like an hour early like i start work at nine i work in nashville so i have an hour drive there and I'll still get there an hour early so that I can get into Psalm 119 right now, which is where he has me. I will read my devotion. I pray and I ask God to bless all the people at work. I ask God to be with me throughout the day and empower me, um, to, 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 um, help the people in front of me. And I'm learning how to do that. And it's like, it's, 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 it's a challenge. It's not easy, but he has empowered me to say yes. And he's empowering me to continue to say yes, because he's, 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 he's with me in it. And so I just want to encourage you that whatever discipline he's asking you to cultivate and develop in order to cultivate a deeper, more intimate relationship with him, um, do it. Not only is it worth it, but he will empower you to do it. And like Seth was saying, it's a step up. Like it's an upgrade. It's it's encountering yeah. him in a more tangible and real way than you you ever have before. He's not telling you to be more disciplined to like laugh at you and be like ha ha it's so hard. He's saying like, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. And discipline oftentimes makes us feel that weary wait weary and heavy laden at first. However, he promises to meet us and and and. He always does. Yeah. And so it's just this beautiful thing of, of learning how to be more disciplined and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. my daily routines with him.
0: Amen. The Lord disciplines those he loves. And a good father, a good mother disciplines their children. Uh you know, it would be crazy if we saw a six year old still drinking milk from a bottle, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> that would look like why why we why is he still drinking milk from a bottle? <sighs> um or why is a four-year-old still on his mom's you know breast it's it's, it's not it's not how it's not how it's supposed to be All he right. wants to take you higher um here's a verse for you lord you are my portion and my cup of blessing you hold my future can you say that say it with me well you probably don't know it but lord lord you are my portion
1: you are my portion
0: and my cup of blessing
1: and my cup of blessing
0: you hold my future
1: you hold my future
0: amen amen and i'll leave you with this we are giving something our everything but will your one thing be the one who made everything <laughs>